A timeless, colorful story in a dry, dusty place with incredible music that's a milestone in the history of entertainment. Recently rebooted in a dark, gritty revival that some people liked, but purists sulked about. This week, we're talking... Oak! Oklahoma! Wait, wait, wait. Come to another place! Oklahoma! Oklahoma! How Star Wars is it? My favorite is how it's oak. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that. You got to do the k right there, and then it's Lahoma. That makes more sense, because Oklahoma sounds kind of oh, like, gross. Oklahoma, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oklahoma sounds like, like a, a bathing suit area. <laughs> Don't touch my Oklahoma. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome Hello, to everyone. Star Wars is I wonder if I wonder if that's going to be in the show. <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast. My name's Mike. Welcome to the podcast. My name's Josiah. This is How Star Wars Is It. It's the podcast. Oh, it's the only podcast, first off. Right. Second off, it's the one where we uh, compare things to Star Wars. We rate and review everything and anything on a scale of 1 to 10. Not of how good or bad it is, but of how Star Wars it is. And those words you were hearing before the little pa 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 Like before, the, you know, like we, we call that our like cold open. What we're doing there is we're kind of misleading you to yeah, think like, oh, maybe they're you. talking about Star Wars. And then all of a sudden it's like, nope. Uh, just in case that wasn't ever clear. <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't been able to tell, we've been trying to, we always, sometimes, well, I yeah, say sometimes always. we don't. 90% of the time, we are trying to be like, describe something in a way that it could be Star Wars, right. what we're talking about. But it's not. It's That's little, the whole point of the podcast. It's pod- a little bait and switch. That's the whole point of this podcast, is we're trying to be like, anything could be Star Wars, right? right. And uh, Star Wars is chilly, and if you compare things to that chilly, that's a 10 yeah. out of 10. We're trying to yep. see how much of the Star Wars chilly this <laughs> thing like is. Just, I like just saying, <laughs> just like skipping Star Wars around. is chilly, yeah. so that's a 10 out of 10. I'm like opening to <laughs> like, like page three of the book, and it's like, well, weird. You, <laughs> We meet the main <gasps> character on page one. That was kind yeah. of a strange thing to do. We're already, we're already meeting their love interest, and I don't even know the <laughs> main character yet. This is confusing. Yeah. But look, uh, we're a couple you know of little show. musical theater boys, and we've even done a yeah. musical theater-themed month before on the show. Uh, in oh, fact, yeah. I was just I on our... Uh, June? Are you talking about... Well, that was the original Junesicle Theater. That's right, Junesicle Theater and then June Manji. So wait, I guess we've sort of established that we do a theme for June. We're yeah, we got to do another one for June. Out. We'll see what it is. Um, anyway, uh, I was just on our uh, like analytics a second ago, and um, as of this week... Uh, or, like it gives us like the top three most listened to of of our episodes per week, and as of this very moment, our third most listened to episode of the week, which has three listens, 
is mm. episode like 66, Rent with Caitlin Serza. <laughs> yeah, we in got which some real she Caitlin. gives the musical Rent one out of ten one diapers. <laughs> diaper, one diaper. Anyway, make make the, that be the the go back and listen to that and be the fourth listener to it this week if you want. That's a really good episode. Yeah. Go check it out, y'all. All you Caitlin heads out there, you can find her a couple times uh, throughout the history of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. We got to get Caitlin on again soon. We do. Um, anyway, well, you know, this would have been a perfect one because uh, she, uh, so we're talking yes, about Oklahoma yes. this week. Rodgers okay. and Hammerstein's Oklahoma, the musical from like 1943. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we're talking about Oklahoma this week and why you might ask is because like, doesn't that, isn't that very random? I know, I know we're so random. Yeah. Like we are We're like pirates random. and ninjas level random. Yeah, we're like bacon and like tacos. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, did I ever tell you I had a bacon wallet, <laughs> dude? I had I had like bacon band aids. Yeah, we like, sold those at the what? candy store where I worked. Yeah. Oh yeah, the candy store. Um. But yeah. So why so are we talking about? Why Oklahoma? are we talking about Oklahoma? <laughs> because there was, and I didn't realize how long ago this revival was. But that just goes to show you how COVID has turned time into yeah, right. Uh, when could it sinkhole. have been? <laughs> yeah, I was like last year, right? And then my mind, but then I was like, wait, just kidding. There weren't any Broadway musicals <laughs> last year. Yeah. Then I was like, year before that, right? Wait, just kidding. There weren't any bef- the year before that yeah. either. Uh, when did this happen? Yeah. So there was a revival in 2019 right. and that had uh, of of Oklahoma on the Broadway that had rave reviews from critics. Yeah. Uh, critics loved it, and most, I would say. The, the majority of the discerning theater-going audience that I... The, the kind of circles I run around sure, in, you yeah. know what I mean? You liberal left-coast elite. Yeah, in my little bubble, uh-huh. I, I, in, my little, in my little liberal, I, 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 I rankle at that term. Rankle, is that a word? I don't know. Um, yeah, right, because that I'm doesn't no, describe how left-leaning you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm a communist, baby, and I, that is your, what your I am. Your butt is on the, the left end of the scale, and your feet are dangling down into yeah, the water yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 if you if if you have the graph like the the four quadrant like political ideology graph like yeah my ass is being <laughs> poked by the x-axis uh-huh. and i'm sticking out off of it like that's that's where i'm at right um but anyway my liberal bubble <laughs> love li- it I thought you were gonna say my liberal butthole <laughs> my liberal hey my liberal butthole <laughs> love this show yeah yeah that sounds like something like i don't know they would say on like prager you or something like these this liberal butthole loves this kind of stuff <laughs> what's prager you it's think a I know terrible it it's a terrible youtube channel that spreads mm. like awful uh, conservative like uh, uh, okay. s- s- nastiness but yeah, so okay. in the guise of education the, which is the, even worse the show has been mounted turned into a movie revived revived again rev- the show's been around forever everybody's either been in it or seen it at their high school like this is a like timeless almost like 80 year old show now it was um, revived in 2019 on Broadway which that that production had been in development for like over a decade because it started as like a oh. student project um, oh, really? Interesting. And uh, essentially, what they did was, for, for just a really, really quick rundown, Oklahoma is Rodgers and Hammerstein's first show they did together. Um, really knocked it out of the park in the first one. And it's it's sort of pivotal in the musical theater history in that I think, it, and, and I, might be, I might be expressing this incorrectly or partially incorrectly, so correct me if you know it better, but 
the notion is like it's the first time ever that all the pieces of a single show were telling a single story like from musical yes. theater standpoint like there's a a dream ballet at one point which sort of becomes a musical theater trope which mm-hmm. which ballet was not uncommon in like opera or other musicals but oftentimes that segment of a show might be almost sort of like a halftime show palate cleanser kind of thing where it might be thematically yeah. tied to it but not narratively part of the story is that right basically yes so so musicals unfortunately c- came out of like minstrel shows and operettas and stuff like that where oftentimes songs were just a fun little distraction from the story and not part of the story and so oklahoma was the first big example of that not being the case and it also launched the golden age of musicals yeah. like rogers and hammerstein oklahoma is sort of the start of that like or, or the start and or biggest indicator of that era of musical theater mm-hmm. because it was different from the ones that came before it the songs actually had to do with the story and um the book musical as they came to be known so Um, the the story is a a fairly simple one to to really really reduce it it's like a love triangle in oklahoma yeah i mean like that's like maybe the like that's sort of a a bad faith way of representing it but it's like that's essentially the the conflict in the show the farmer and the cowman should be friends of course they should (laughs) there there is there is like a cowboy versus farmers rivalry in oklahoma uh there's a small town versus sort of like big city themes in a way everything's up to date in kansas city so i tell you what and then also the the funny thing that i I, so so uh to to pause on the like synopsis for a second Caitlin uh, said on like Thursday evening, like, hey, I went in for the lottery for Oklahoma tickets today and I got them. Do you want to go tomorrow night? And I was like, um, <laughs> to yeah. like the play? Is that what you mean? <laughs> and, yeah. and she sort of gave me the rundown of what this like new version was. And I was like, she was like, you don't have to if you don't want to. I was like, no, I want to. That sounds cool. Um, However, I have in the back of my head that I don't like that show. I, I, the, I have sure. in the back of my head that I don't really care about the Golden Age, but specifically Oklahoma. I do think I've seen it before. In fact, I'm certain I have, but it was like a high school production. Now, my high school had like a lot of money and talent, so like yeah. it wasn't bad, but it was a high school production. And one of the first things I thought at intermission of this one we just saw was like, Man, I don't remember the high school version, but it's very fun to think about like 16-year-olds doing the the theater kid thing where like they're not really good at acting yet. So right. they're saying things like, nah, I can't remember when I last seen to you. Because <laughs> like the, the dialogue of the yeah, show is yeah, very... Yeah. Um, the upper crust writing a show about what it's like to live in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, dialogue yeah. is all very affected. Can't. There, yeah. There's a lot of can't. Yeah, I'm just AI. a girl who can't. Dade. Can't say Poor no. Judd is Dade. Poor Judd is Dade. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. It's a. I've seen. I've seen this show a few times. Well, I should say, I saw this show when I was a kid because my high school did it when my older brother was in high school, uh, and my my high school similarly had a good amount of money and a yearly musical and so and a decent amount of talent for a smaller school and so the shows weren't uh like the worst thing you could see but but like you said it was a high school musical Mm -hmm. i remember though loving it 
and thinking that Cur- Curly was the coolest guy I'd you ever know, seen. I, I, I was like five minutes in before I was like, I bet you Josiah could knock this Curly roll out of the park. <laughs> Dude, Curly, like straight up when I was a kid, I was like, I can't wait to be in high school and play Curly in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to be the guy, like I wanted to be Chris Hassel, I'm pretty sure is who played. Uh, if, you, if you if you King in Texas heads remember Chris Hassel, uh, he was a great, great funny actor, really knocked that lead role out of the part out of the park um yeah yeah yeah. i wanted to play that part really bad i also wanted to play the peddler because i thought he was so funny sure um i wonder how they do Just that in modern get those women away from him oh they freaking love <laughs> really him. really fun like little subversion of of like that that's that's a, a cute character i like that character yeah um i wonder how they do him in a modern take because it can you can fall into because he is a um I believe a Romani like uh, person. Yeah, they, uh, the the word they use throughout is Persian. At, Persian. at least, at least that's what they said in uh, this production. There, there may. I might be misre- I might be misremembering then because I, I I thought it was maybe an offensive ethnic stereotype, but it's possible it that I am just. More than likely was. In nineteen forty three and nineteen fifty five and <laughs> Hey, and probably in two thousand three whenever <laughs> yeah. I saw it in Canyon, Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More more than likely it was. Um Yeah. But anyway, I thought it was hilarious. Wanted to play that part too. Yeah. Uh loved the show. Was very scared of the dream ballet. Uh uh-huh. was very afraid of that. I don't know why it scared me so much. Well But also <laughs> also all that to say, saw that. Also, have seen the Hugh Jackman version because I got I had it on DVD. My parents uh, gave it to me on DVD one year for Christmas, okay. so I watched that yeah, version. That was He's, that was pre Wolverine, right? That was sort of his yes, claim to that fame. Was, that that was his like big break, quote unquote, in yeah. the theater world that helped launch him into screen success because it was the revival on the West End, I believe, right, right. Um, with this like huge international cast, Hugh Jackman being the the lead. Um, and then when that was the when they when the revival came to the states, though he didn't. They like I was just refreshing myself on Oklahoma history, which is why I'm, I know this stuff uh, on the Wikipedia page because I was looking it up before we recorded today. But like they did American actors for the parts in the revival, which would have been I want to say like ninety nine or something like that. Because mm. uh, this was yeah, it was before X Men, so it would have been right. around that time. Yeah, yeah. 2002 was when on Broadway and 98 was the West End. So yeah. Uh, like, anyway, general gist of it is the cowboy is a cocky cowboy, Curly, and uh, and, and he loves and Lori. The, he loves Lori, and and she's already promised to go to the box social with Judd. Who's a farm yeah, and <laughs> who in I I was reading a little bit about the version that you saw because the revival it's now the tour that's coming through different right. cities yeah and I remember reading a little bit about it when it was in New York that it was like very intimate in like a community hall space yeah it's done in like a high they school like, gym kind of space yeah, yeah they like fed people chili and cornbread like right. it was this. This really like which communal from like space. a sensory standpoint, I think like the smell of cornbread and chili is cool. I think, and and of course, smelling is one sense, and so is tasting. But for some reason, the fine line between an environment you smell versus like a thing you have to like go get and eat is like it goes from being um like high art to like medieval times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like I, I, don't, I think know. the show is still very high art. I just think that's like a funny choice. <laughs> yeah, as long as I'm not. 
required to go eat cornbread and right. chili, I think I'm okay. <laughs> that was like I really enjoyed seeing once in uh on Broadway because they before the show had a yes. working bar on stage. I saw the tour when it was in like Dayton, Ohio and they did the same thing. Yeah, it's so it felt like it literally looked like a place you could just walk up and get a drink and I did and it was really cool and I was on the stage while they were playing pre-show music and then the show just kind of starts from this sort of amorphous like uh pre-show jam to the actual show which right. is really neat. But um which if they were not like you have much like the movie. The movie and the show once are almost like different stories. Uh, speaking you know, of, I've still I still haven't seen the movie. Oh, the movie is one of my favorites. That's actually on oh. my list of possible commentary ones to do. We should. I um, need to see it. And also that that's the other version of Oklahoma I've seen is the classic filmed Oklahoma. Right from like the fifties uh, or something. Right. Yeah. 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 So I, so th- to the point of different story, this 2019 revival has been you know critically acclaimed because they took essentially zero liberties with the text and Mm -hmm. everything was about the deconstruction and reinterpretation of the text. Like nothing is really changed. There's, there's maybe one or two actions and, and it's possible that there's a word or two change for updating to a modern audience. I I don't know the book inside and out, but, um, uh, the the set is deconstructed the sort of literalism presentation of it is deconstructed like it's everyone's kind of all on stage at the beginning and they just sort of stand up and interact when it's their turn to interact with one another you know the casting is all um you know it's it's not a it's not like a whitewashed show in the sense of like rogers and hammerstein it's um the 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 physical set itself is deconstructivist a little bit like the um, it's done sort of in a three-quarter round on on Broadway, like a thrust, if you will. But in uh, in the tour, of course, they're going to big theaters, so it's you know more of a traditional proscenium theater. The entire upstage wall is made out of these like sheets of plywood. It's an entire flat face um, with like the the plywood is painted, but again in the sort of tones of the wood to look like the horizon and like only a couple houses, farmy Oklahoma. Mm. Um, but then the reason it's so like blank and flat is there are like projection pieces throughout the show, oh, um, nice. which I'll get cool. into because they were like truly one of the most interesting original things I've ever seen on a stage. And I saw, you know, in and of itself and I saw right. like Hedwig, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, Mike's seen some yeah, good I've, shit. Uh... <laughs> he's, he's a little bit of a theater nerd. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and but anyway, like I had like essentially no expectation because I like you know like I said I I kind of don't care about Oklahoma and like the sort of old timey musical theater music. I think it's nice, but um, the band is all on stage and is like country bluegrass, right? Which is like wow, how did it take this long for that to happen? Because it's a country yeah, yeah, yeah. musical. Yeah, it's about country folk. It should be that. That makes so much sense. Um, But so also in this sort of deconstructivism is there's there is some sort of underlying shadowy sinister shit going on in the show that I don't know if in the 40s that was like presented in such a way that the audience grasped it. Maybe it was, but over, you know, 
three generations worth of doing this at high schools, I think it has become this kind of squeaky clean yeehaw uh, well, romp, that's you know? That's what's weird about it is because, like, one of the things I, I remember is that there's, like, think, and refreshing myself on the plot, too, there's, like, some surprisingly dark moments yeah. in this show basically mostly involving judd yeah yeah <laughs> judd judd is like very a very scary awful man with like no redeeming qualities yeah. but is just there somehow to round out this love triangle it's, and is like sort of the, undeniably the villain like um what's his face curly kind of has the the han solo thing to it not not to make this about our show truly actually not to make this about the premise no, no, of no, our no, show no. i mean that more in the sense of every harrison ford character has this sort of yeah. no means yes thing to him you know but like yeah, yeah, he's yeah, harrison yeah, yeah. ford so like he kind of always gets away with it you know yeah curly's like curly's like loves Lori, but she keeps saying no to him and he's like all right well one of these days i'm gonna get you yeah. and kind of just doesn't like he does take no for an answer to an extent, but never stops trying. Right. And we're supposed to root for him as opposed to Judd, who in he, the original- We're supposed to root for him because he sings the first song. <laughs> like... Yeah, he sings the first song. He's the main guy. He's handsome. And then Judd is, is always played by someone who's like not as good looking. Right. And Judd is like- But a lot actively... of times he's like gruff or burly. Yeah, he's a burly man. And he's like- actively mean to Lori and is like also in love with her but is actively uh just like evil and like there's yeah. really not any redeeming qualities to him and it's just like he just works for Lori and then that's all and and in this production instead of like guy you root for wholeheartedly without a doubt and guy you don't root for it is very um <laughs> i i compared it to James Potter and Severus Snape like, no, so they're both assholes. Yes, in different ways. And and uh, what's his face? Judd is like super incel energy. Like oh. he, everybody's wearing kind of modern dress, but not in the sense that it calls attention to itself. That's the other thing that I really liked about how deconstructed it was. It never felt deconstructed for deconstruction's sake. You know, that, one right. of my one of my favorite Onion headlines. I maybe even said this on here before, but it was something like. Um, Daring high school theater director sets Romeo and Juliet in Verona. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone yes. always tries to make like, what if we did this? Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. This was a what if we did this that I think was really smart because he he's wearing like a zip up hoodie that's open, you know, like he has mm. kind of long hair. Uh, but not like good looking, like it, like he needs a haircut long, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Curly, yeah. conversely, in the sort of James Potter way, he he plays acoustic guitar on stage. And I remember at the beginning thinking like, okay, so it's going to be one of those shows where they play the instruments. But no, there is a band that plays instruments and then there's Curly who plays an instrument, which is very yeah. like that dickhead from your high school yeah. who like you're all at a party and somehow he found a guitar. It's like, I put my guitar in the attic. How did you find yeah. that? You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's the guy of, that you don't of, want to be playing guitar. Yes, he's like inserting the... himself upon your whole fucking evening. And that's yeah. very his character. He's like this uh, roguish kind of cocky cowboy guy. And they really lean into the cocky and they really lean into the possessive of those two characters. Um, Interesting. And then uh, my, I, I, like truly like kind of like one of those like life-changing theater moments 
Um, and I suppose, um, you know, this is on its tour and it's here in Chicago, which means like it's probably in its first round of touring. So if you mm-hmm. live in, a, a, as they say, smaller market or a city that gets, you know, the tour on its like second or third wave, I suppose you can like skip the rest of the episode as I spoil it, but I may be spoiling yeah. it for you too, Josiah. That's okay. I don't care uh, about spoilers in so, general. So the, the, there's a lot of cool like lighting shifts that are like hard quick it goes from a very almost overly bright stage to like all green when someone's like having kind of internal thoughts but at one point the lights go completely black you can't see a thing you can't like see your hand in front of your eyes and um the dialogue is all done on hand mics and it's between judd and curly the sort of lead into poor judd is dead um Mm -hmm. and and Again, I don't remember the read in the original show, but like Curly's at Judd's house and he's like commenting on or the barn or whatever and he's he he comments on like, "Hey, that's an awful nice hook you got there in the wall." And he's like, "That's mm-hmm. an awful awful nice rope you got there. You could always put that up on the hook and hang yourself." Like essentially something like yeah. that. And my guess is 16-year-old high school show plays that for sort of like a not necessarily a laugh, but like lighthearted. Yeah, you've got to play the whole. You've got to play that for a laugh. And poor Judd is dead. Dade is all supposed. I think supposed to be funny, right? But it's so dark that it's like when you take literally just a step back, it's like, what the fuck are we doing yeah, here? And, this and is an incredibly this, dark. This song. was done improv style. A bat. Like we only hear the dialogue in the full darkness. They you you can kind of tell they're moving. You can hear even though they're on a like they're amplified. They're on a hand mic. You can you can kind of tell they're moving toward the center stage. Then all of a sudden, as the song starts, and again, Curly's playing it on acoustic guitar, which kind of adds to the menace of the song because it's like yeah, yeah. he's like attacking him with it. Yeah, it's super uh, menacing. And, super and acoustic guitar can of course sound very aggressive depending on like your playing style. Um, mm-hmm. Their their faces are practically touching, and he's singing "Poor Judd is dead" to Judd, like in Judd's face. This sort of like hypothetical, like, "Hey, uh, you'd do everyone a favor if you just fucking killed yourself." And yeah. all of a sudden, the darkness it it stops being so dark because the entire upstage wall is this projection of the actor who plays Judd. It's it's like a extreme close up of his face. Um, mm. So like. You know the stage here in Chicago, the 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 volume of it. It's almost you know it's like twenty thirty feet high, and so it's yeah. like a huge face, and it's kind of like scared looking. And we're you know it's it's again it's completely pitch black, so we're like thinking, you know, this is like video, uh, you know, right. recorded video. And then um, as it's going, you can kind of make out a little bit of their silhouettes because like the lighting kind of changed a little, but it's still mostly pitch black. And, and Judd kind of has little call response kind of moments in that song. And right. uh, you see him sing it on the projection. And like to time that video to a single person playing live acoustic guitar feels like next to impossible. The longer it goes, the more we're realizing this is live night vision style film being live projected to the the upstage wall because all of a sudden wow. we can see a third person on stage holding a camera 
Whoa. And like shooting again, like right up close and personal to Judd. And then like throughout the song, like toward the, the latter half of it, the camera switches to curly and it's like super aggressive and scary. And like, you can tell that it's live because you see the camera operator like move between the two. And like, as he does, because he's shooting toward us, you see the audience for like a split second, but it is like sort of infrared camera. So it's this weird, like almost voyeuristic into like this fucked up intimidation tactic it was like truly nothing i've ever seen before it was that's really cool so cool that's really cool that's that that song is so scary in general that i'm glad they doubled down on it and we're like yeah this is a this is a scary fucked up song yeah and and they double down on another one or two things of being kind of scary including the titular Oklahoma, the sort of final song, and you mentioned the Dream Ballet being scary. This Dream Ballet had lots of really kind of intense, even almost scary moments to it. But like the final sort of chorus sung through of the Oklahoma song was like aggressive <laughs> and scary. The other kind of major thing that happens, you know, in the second act is Curly and Judd get into a fight, like at yeah. at their at his wedding, at Curly and Lori's wedding, and and I guess Judd like falls on a knife or something. Is that kind of yes. what happens? Yes, and, it's the classic. The good guy didn't kill him; he killed himself. Yes, very like Ray. I'm all the Jedi and <laughs> deflecting yeah, the yeah. lightning. And uh, gosh, I've made two Star Wars comparisons without yeah, meaning to. Yeah, you didn't to. even mean to. Yeah. But so, uh, and then, and then, like all the townspeople are there because it's a wedding, and and the judge is there, and they have a sort of quick de facto trial that it's like one of those like <laughs> improv show things. It's like the last five minutes, and you wrap everything up. Like, yay, it's yeah. all good. And like my guess is fine. like again, like high schools probably are like they play that very just like they they hit all the lines as fast as they can of like. It was self-defense. Well, then you're not guilty. Hooray! And then this... (laughs) Judd shows up to the wedding. He kisses Lori and then presents Curly a pistol, like, as a wedding gift. Basically, just, like, sheepishly handing it to him, like, asking him to shoot him. And Lori and Curly are standing together, and he fires the gun... And I think stagecraft-wise, the, the the revolver chamber portion of the gun shoots backward a just, like, mist of blood. So the entire end of the show, Curly and Lori are covered in blood in their, like, white wow. wedding dress and white suit. It is, like... <laughs> That's really intense. So intense. <laughs> This sounds good. I want to see anyway, this. Anyway, yeah, like, not to have just, like, said all the stuff that happens, but, like, go see this show, people. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really cool. A real... Uh, I was When I was going over the synopsis of this show, just to, like, remind myself of everything that happens, I was surprised by and also just remembering, like, the ones I saw even as a kid and being like, yeah, this is, like... It's so weird, the sensibility of, I guess, just, like... 30s and 40s America of things to play as a joke yeah. that are so not like, funny. Like, what if a douchebag died? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's like, what if, 
what if what if we what if I came in here and was like, man, everyone would be so sad if you died. Like, wouldn't it be great to know how sad everyone would be if you died? What if you killed yourself? Like, that's like something that evil trolls say on the yes, internet totally. every day. Yeah. And to have that in a musical that like happens at high schools all the time. And we are supposed to root for that guy. <laughs> yeah, the guy who comes in and is like, what if you died? Wouldn't that be? What if you killed yourself? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Is just insane yeah it's a truly wild thing of like old i don't know i it, obviously like that no one would write that into musical today so i'm like what was going on i guess two world wars were going on so right. that's really the answer right. well and like uh, so i think of you know even uh uh people scorsese or de palma or the people who were george lucas's contemporaries as he was developing star wars they they were like Oh, I see. So it's like a space movie, but like it's serious. And he's like, no, it's like a space movie, but it's like fun. And because yeah, like yeah, the yeah. sensibility in the 70s was like, oh, well, we already did the serials and fairy tales. And now we're doing fucking, you know, like Scarface or whatever. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. we're doing like serious, scary, gritty movies now. 70s is gritty. And Lucas was like, no. And this was sort of the opposite of that. It was like, hey, remember when everything was like happy? This isn't a happy text. <laughs> no, it's not. It's very strange that it's played funny and happy because it's absolutely not neither of those things. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Um, not very Star Wars, I gotta say. Yeah, what are some like quick Star Warsy tropey things other than a couple things I said of like a gritty reboot and uh, I mean like there is a love triangle, which is and I said love one triangle. of the people is Han Solo. Yes, there's Arguably, a love triangle. Lori is kind of Leia esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the girl. She has like some agency, but is sort of reduced to the girl. <laughs> yeah, she's the girl, I should say. Um there's good music. There's bops. Yeah, yeah, classic. We got timeless, some bops. Timeless bops. Timeless bops. We got little tiny little Surrey with a fringe on the top. We got poor oh, Judd is day. Morning. We got oh what a beautiful morning. We got Oklahoma mm -hmm. where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. What are the like uh, secondary guys like Ado Annie? They got good songs. Ado Annie. I can't remember. Will. Yeah, Will's um, got some fun. What's his name? Yeah, Ado Annie Will, the peddler, whatever his name is. There's some good characters. There's, it's not, I mean, in the original, it's, it's I guess you could say there's light and dark because like Judd is decidedly very dark and then like Curly is and Laurie are presented as very light. But this sounds like it muddles the the waters a little bit muddies the waters mm -hmm. a little bit yeah it's it's like they're both bad and and lori doesn't ever really seem happy with either <laughs> no no definitely not um yeah i don't know that's it's a story it's not a hero's journey there is a narrative There's not it, a lot there of is sneaking around not a lot of sneaking around there is a movie of it <laughs> it's true there's not any star wars how long do you think before we get a star wars musical um that's a really good question because it will be unsanctioned, I bet. Yeah, you and, and that may exist, but um. although I guess we already kind of have one because in the there is we're recording late special. at night, guys. <laughs> Sorry, that was a big yawn, everybody. There is a uh, yeah, it's late at night. It's eight fifty, which is late <laughs> at night for us because yeah. we're both. I'm almost thirty. Um, I was gonna say we're both thirty. That's right. Your birthday's yet. like 
in a day? Both of both of our birthdays are soon. But uh, is it yours no. like within the next like two days or something? No, no, that's <laughs> next month. It's next. It's next. Today is the seventeenth, which of January. That's right. Mine is the seventeenth of February. That's right. So both, I, that's I forgot it was even boys, closer <laughs> to mine. Yeah. Um, anyway, what was I just talking about? Not birthdays. <laughs> uh, I forgot. You did a big yawn. Did a big and then yawn. Then I derailed you. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. Um, I'll remember later if, if it's important. And if I don't, we were talking about important. the play Oklahoma. Oh, you're oh, saying when's right. the next, when's the Star Wars musical going to happen? Oh, yeah. I was saying we already kind of had one with this holiday special because B. Arthur sings. Sure. And, that one, and so. I know that people call it, you know, an opera in terms of its like structure and the use of light motifs. I would, I would say that like, to do a sort of Chicago improv storefront version of Star Wars the Musical would be doing the movie's music a disservice. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Speaking of, uh, the Matrix Resurrections Honest trailer just came out a couple days ago, and at the end of it, they made some reference. I can't remember how they got there, but they made a reference to, like, a, a number of different tropey things happening in the movie and saying, Hey, when's the next, or when's the matrix musical going to come out? Cause they were making an argument for that being a possibility. And I was like, um, <laughs> it already did. <laughs> it was in Chicago and it was great. <laughs> uh, let's go to the break. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go to the break. Whee! And, and we're back. We're- La Homa. <laughs> La Homa when the rain goes rain on the plane. All right. All right. So this is the Oklahoma game. It's a little bit like these are riddles. But it's Listeners, a little bit not. If, if you don't know what that means, that is an old tried and true game format here on How Star Wars <laughs> Is It, which is not necessarily the type of riddle that you could look up in a book and you know there's an answer. It's more. Uh, what is the answer I'm thinking of? I, Mike, exactly. or I, Josiah. <laughs> it's like I made up a joke or a riddle, and now you have to tell <laughs> me have what th- the answer is. Think of the thing I thought of. <laughs> you have to think of the answer that I made up. Yeah. Um, th- but this is this is called uh, the He's Oklahoma game because I didn't give it a good name. Um, but here's what we're gonna do. I am going to present. So this is inspired by there is a show that I was in. That is called Texas the Musical Drama. And it's basically like Oklahoma, but a bad show. (laughs) Um, uh, Which isn't to say Oklahoma is a great show. I think this version that Mike saw is a good show. But Oklahoma can be pretty bad depending on the production you see. Sure. But this show, my Texas that I was in, the show that I was in called Texas the Musical Drama... It was an outdoor musical. I'm sorry I'm yawning so much, <laughs> listeners. It was an outdoor musical. Uh, and this one, there was a cowboy. Sorry, a, a, a rancher. Uh-huh. A ranch a ranch man. And he doesn't get along with a farmer. What the fuck? So, <laughs> so it's very different. Because um, it's not a cowboy. It's a it's rancher. It's not a cow man. <laughs> No, he's not a cowman. So it's in this one. It's the farmer and the rancher should be friends, and they fight about like the railroad coming in and how it's going to change everything. And they fight about like barbed wire and trail drives and stuff. 
and it's like loosely based on the settlers of the area and it's uh not the best script um all so all that to say i'm going to present to you some new musicals based on states <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and they are going to be Do they all have an exclamation point at the end? They do. Okay. They do. They're go they're going to be uh they're going to have elements, stereotypes from that state in them peppered throughout. Okay. That that will give you a clue as to what state is is. Oh, got it. I'm hearing like sort of the beats of the show. Yeah, I'm giving you a synopsis okay. of, of each musical. And so that's that's layer one of the game. Okay. Layer two is then you have to tell me what musical I'm referring to with, because each one is mapped onto like an, an actual musical. Okay. So there's two layers, okay? Oh, I love, this is so funny because just before we started recording, I was on a Zoom rehearsal for Baby Wants Candy, which is an improvised yeah. musical show. And that is a trend we do an awful lot which will get a a title for a musical that's never been written and oftentimes it'll be some sort of pun like Kanye West side story and so we just pick a show that already exists and we use that as our like guideposts to yep. <laughs> so this is yep. right in line with my evening <laughs> yeah unfortunately the the titles aren't puns but they are all states sure, so okay. here we go First things first, a race car and the new mown hay <laughs> fight <laughs> fight over the same girl and this occasionally disturbing romance with a 15 minute long dream ballet. <laughs> okay, so that's Indiana. Yep. Model on Oklahoma. Correct. <laughs> hey. I almost did Is Oklahoma Back Home as- again in Indiana in the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the guy at the Indy 500 sings it yeah. um, every time. Okay. <laughs> a big slice of pizza moves to the big city to marry for money instead of love, eschewing her old life and taking on the modern fashion styles of the time. Um, okay. Is, the, is this slice of pizza, like, thin? And, and you got to taste it because the water? Yeah, and it only costs a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's New York exclamation yep. point. Uh, is that is that show the the um the synopsis of Thoroughly Modern Millie? It is okay. a good job. I don't know very that one, nice. but now I do. I don't know it very well either. Thoroughly but Modern I just... Pizza. <laughs> pizza. You gotta fold uh, it. Hey, I'm walking here. I'm walking. Hey, I'm folding my pizza here. Hey, I'm I'm baking it, and it's it's the water that makes it good. <laughs> As Mike said, this all right. This is a comedy podcast. If and only if, if you think, if you we're, think funny. we're funny. <laughs> Sandwiches Which, to Star Wars. That, this is that a expression podcast. is um, written in mathematics as IFF. If and only if. Oh, I like that. Um, did you hear me say sandwiches to Star Wars just now? I want to make sure I you heard it. I have it written down. Because <laughs> I said sandwiches to, to Star Wars. This show. is a comedy podcast. <laughs> we can't forget. Yeah. When we, when we reprint our postcards after we somehow managed to put 500 of them in like fucking coffee shops or whatever, we'll change an important and definitive review show to sandwiches to Star Wars. <laughs> sandwiches to Star Wars. It's a podcast. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, where was I? Okay. A child alligator follows an anthropomorphic mouse on grand, colorful adventures involving talking animals inspired by children's books. Okay. Um, is it like Florida? It is Florida. Okay. Um, and it's an alligator and a mouse going on adventures inspired by children's mm. books. Yes, yeah, an anthropomorphic mouse. Got it. Got it. I was going to say Into the Woods, Which but doesn't is it matter. Susical? It is Susical. <laughs> Very nice. Man, we we really do need to fucking write a show. Yeah, I <laughs> like know, write right? Write a movie, write a, a script, and just do this. Pick two things, yeah. squash them yeah. together, and change it a little bit so that people aren't like, wait a second, that's just Florida version of Susical. <laughs> I think that's how everybody does everything. Because oh, one totally. time I knew this woman who was an author and the the only reason she was an author was because she was writing Star Trek Deep Space Nine fan fiction that then just she just changed all the names in it. Yeah. And then it well, was just like another the way you pitch anything in like Hollywood is you know, like um what's what's yeah. the book? Um Ready Player One the like one of the blurbs on the cover was like think Willy Wonka meets the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It is that you're right. Yeah, is that yeah. is that what he did to make that? Because maybe I could do that. We we've yeah, ha- we, we that. have done that. We're like Berenstein Bears plus fucking Captain Crunch or whatever it was. We did that yeah. one time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, here we go. Surrounded by gorgeous mountains and woods, a hipster falls in love with a married European woman while working on his music. Oh, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> um, okay, I think this is Oregon. Correct. Spelled O-N-C-E. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, if you, take, if you take the letters of Oregon and mix them around, you, you can't spell once. Right, but like There's Wordle. a couple of them in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly like Wordle. And and then the hipster with the the fucking gauges in his ears or whatever, he shows up to the the European woman's apartment and he gives her an upright piano. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, got it. Um, it is fucked, man. We gotta watch that movie. That should be like top of the list for our next like commentary. I would love Caitlin to see and that I movie. Quote that that is a specific line from that movie. Uh, it is fucked. And we say it that all the time. <laughs> what's wrong with this thing? I no. What? What's your? I don't know. What's wrong with it? Uh, it is fucked. <laughs> you haven't seen the movie, so you don't even. Know I what haven't I'm seen saying. the movie. I don't know. All right. The son of a great movie star, a young celebrity, is on a quest to find his meaning in life, and his story is told by a traveling troupe of plastic surgeons. <laughs> Can you can you say the the like sort of synopsis part again? I think I've got is yeah, it is it California? Yeah. It is California. Okay, can you so say the, son the synopsis of a great, part? The son of a great movie star, a young celebrity, he's a young celebrity mm-hmm. in his own right. He's on a quest to find his true meaning in life, and his story is told by a traveling troupe. So is he maybe trying to find his corner of the sky? He is trying to find his corner of the sky. Okay. Man, I it, it's crazy that it took me like two times hearing that. That would be Pippin. <laughs> it is Pippin, which I spe- picked specifically because Mike loves Pippin. Because I still haven't oh, seen man. Pippin. That makes me want to watch Pippin now. All right. 
Classic fairy tale characters' stories interact in this dark spin on the childhood classics, but all the roles are played by Italian Americans with intense fake tans. <laughs> that would be New Jersey! Exclamation point. Yes. Uh, uh, into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. Uh, the baker's seri- wife. <laughs> some of these I got. The baker's wife. Come on over some to my these- house, have some gravy. um in a series of vignettes a guy in his 30s tries to figure out dating and marriage and everyone is also eating beans and talking about the great colleges they went to the whole time (laughs) oh boy i think i might be a strikeout on this one (laughs) i'm not sure i know either is okay so (laughs) <laughs> they can't they can't say the name of the city where the college is but they're like saying it's close oh, okay, to this okay you know. so is it like massachusetts it is massachusetts okay. yes because they went to great colleges i see okay they went to like schools like near boston yeah 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 and yeah, yeah. and say, say what what their whole thing is again in a series of vignettes a guy in his 30s tries to figure out dating and marriage uh, is that some Jason Robert Brown kind of thing? No. Series of vignettes. There's sort of like, I say vignettes. There's, it's just a bunch of scenes. They're like all related, similar characters, but there's not necessarily a like straightforward through line plot. And it, was this a, released on Netflix recently? No, okay. but I was worried that the 30s thing would make you think that. Because I haven't watched that yet. I haven't watched it yet, but I have seen that Boy, show. Wait, Tick, Tick, is it like the last five years? It is not. It is Sondheim, if that helps. Uh, marriage is a big marriage is a big part of it. He's turning 35. Oh, I maybe just don't know what this is. It's a one word title. Is it like company? It's company. Uh, yeah, I don't know a thing about that other than the title. <laughs> oh, okay. I love company. It's really good. I you need to I need to learn more Sondheim. We just watched Sunday in the Park with George on YouTube and I fucking oh. loved it. I don't think it's it like a good show. super uh enticing to just like re-listen to necessarily. No. But like I was that was another one where I was like, wow, there should be more theater. Theater can change lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, speaking of theater changing lives, there's uh, two more. <laughs> a chronic user of that good green kush Uh-oh. clashes with a type A hiker, all while learning to use their natural abilities and maybe taking down a corrupt system while they're at it. Is, the color is, hiker is important. The clue to the oh the the color. Oh, so green and hiking, would that be like Green Mountains, a.k.a. Vermont? No, 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 but that's close. Okay, the color (laughs) is important. Oh, 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 is it Colorado? It is Colorado, yes, yes. The color is important to the musical. I see. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Taking down a corrupt system? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, is it Wicked? It's wicked. <laughs> like a froggy, ferny cabbage? <laughs> yes. Exactly. That kind of green. Uh-huh. All right. Last one. And Wicked's so good. It's great. I love it. Wicked last one. Here we go. is Star Wars. Wicked is Star Wars. <laughs> Blockbusters, baby. Yeah. Last one. 
Rival improvisers, both in jail for murder, fight over the spotlight and over a corrupt politician who will help them return to the stage. <laughs> that is Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> it is Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> that is great. It's, that's, that's funny. The improvisers is not necessarily Illinois-wide, but it is certainly a Chicago thing, and Chicago is also a Chicago thing. <laughs> yes, I was, for a while I was like, could I find a musical that takes place in every state specifically, and that will be the one I sure. based off of. What, how far did but, you get? Chicago and Oklahoma, and that was it? <laughs> Chicago, Oklahoma, New York. Uh-huh. Like, but then also every musical takes place in New York, so right, I was like, forget about it. Huh. I was like, forget about it. That's <laughs> I was it. Like, that I'm was a the slice Oklahoma game. <laughs> I'm a slice of pizza. I'm eschewing my former life. <laughs> now I um, gotta see Company and Thoroughly Modern Millie. Oh, I shit, don't think I I've ever see seen Pippin too. <laughs> I've never seen Thoroughly Modern Millie or Pippin, so I need to watch a couple too. There is a one of those sort of like PBS filmed 1970s Broadway musical type things of Pippin, and it is, uh, well, I was gonna say it's great. I think it might be great if you were in sixth grade and you were in a college production of Pippin, <laughs> and otherwise, sure, I'm not sure. sure people tend to like Pippin. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love it though, man. Um, but well, let's see. It's about a like a young white guy who can't figure out what his calling is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it? What is it? Avenue Q? Yeah, right. <laughs> Which I also love. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that's us, man. so fucking embarrassing. No, no. I mean, it was made for us. There's a um, (laughs) uh, Drag Race season 14 just premiered, and there's only been two episodes so far as of our recording this. And uh, this season has the first ever instance of a straight guy who is (sighs) a drag queen. He is straight and white and from, like, Arkansas or something. And (laughs) I caught myself thinking man i hope he does good just <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god fuck i mean like i i presume like if if he is on the show he he's not like uh gonna be disrespectful i'm sure his community and the larger community at the very least is like uh, you know not necessarily like we we vouch for this guy but like you know they wouldn't cast someone on a tv show if they hadn't thought that you know he was Treating the form with respect, et cetera, et cetera. But I was sure. just sort of like the first time I've ever kind of had the feeling of like, oh, wow, it is kind of interesting seeing yourself represented on screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever it's not the norm. Which is like, uh, I, I don't know. I suppose it's sort of like icky to say out loud, but it's also like it took that type of thing to make me fully feel that as opposed to just sort of like saying i understand you know what i mean right right you actually got the to the feeling of like oh there's someone like me up there as a, <laughs> yeah. which is like normally the like, default i like this thing anyway and now there's someone who i'm kind of like <laughs> yeah yeah um well let's see let's let's uh let's try to figure out if this thing is star wars or not okay yeah bops love triangle uh revivals Upon revivals, upon revivals. Yes, yes, yes. It is a musical. There's not very much Star Wars musical stuff, though. 
aside from that one part of the well, of this other than that, holiday Star special. Wars, like is musical, but right, it's not a song and dance right. kind of thing. Um, not a song and dance kind of thing. It, uh, it is. I don't know necessarily universally like uh, universal awareness, but it's been around for you know another thirty years more than Star Wars has. So I do think everybody, you know, like universally aware like i would say my grandma is aware of of oklahoma and not really of star wars yeah yeah i think i think it has high uh awareness and also just like if you know about musicals you know about oklahoma like for sure right and you've probably seen it if you know if you're like a musical person yeah in fact that's funny i think about star wars a lot like from a sort of film buff standpoint which i am not one really but like AFI 100 best movie quotes or whatever, there's at least one in there that's a Star Wars quote, which is funny to think about because it's like, oh, there are film people who think of Star Wars when they think of films. And in the same sense, there are musical theater people who today, you know, would probably reference things like uh, Great Comet or whatever. Right. But... I, I imagine Oklahoma is not really the first thing someone would say when they talk about musicals, but when you sit and think about it, you're like, oh, that is certainly like a pivotal and and critically important musical. Yes, definitely. In the same Absolutely. way that Star Wars is. Yeah. And, and and a huge runaway success as well in a similar way of Star Wars, like mm. with with long with longevity. Right. Man, musicals are kind of crazy that you, like Every 10 or 15 years, they're just like, let's just do it again. Yeah. It's weird. I'm like, is there, I'm trying to think of any other art form that gets to do that. I mean, I guess reboots and stuff happen with movies, but it's not as like consistent as it is with musicals and plays where it's just like every 10 years, it's like, let's just do that again, yeah, you, but like slightly different. It needs to be like, because the only other thing I think of in terms of movies is remaking a book into a movie for the second time a la dune sure or you know inevitably they will redo the lord of the rings in another 20 years or whatever yeah but that's like i don't know something about uh, what what is the differentiator there because like if they were to say like we're gonna remake uh well the godfather's not a good example because it's based on books but like (coughs) if someone said um like we're gonna remake uh I don't know, what's a fucking like timeless movie? Citizen Kane. Yeah. Like people would be like, You can't, you're not allowed. Yeah. We already have Citizen Kane. But like when the the Pippin revival was like, We're gonna revive Pippin, people were like, Oh sure, yeah, that was from the seventies. Do it again, but do it different. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange, especially for ones like Oklahoma you know, here's here's what I think it is. This is this would be my guess if I'm talking out of my ass, which I am pretty much always mm-hmm. doing that. Um, is that it's a money thing because like musicals, like whoever owns the rights for these things, once a tour is done, you're no longer making money from that property. Whereas like sure. with movies, whoever owns the rights, you're always making money off of that property because people can continue to watch the movie and buy the movie and rent the movie and everything. Whereas with a musical, it has to be being performed constantly in order for it to be of value. 
um, which it shouldn't be that way. Like right. if musicals were smart, they would they would do different stuff and 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 well, be and more easily available. The, like, available producers of a Broadway musical make like a million bucks a day. Like yeah, 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 exactly. Speaking of, have you seen Sarah Zed's video on musical bootlegs? And the no. like, bootleg community. I just watched it today. In fact, it's it's not new, but um, she I sort love of her. like I makes love her stuff the, about musicals. The case for bootlegging because like it brings you know like things like Heather's a musical, for example, is one that she references. It it became super popular because of like YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Musicals have to start. They have to change the way that, like the Broadway musicals specifically, have to change the way they yeah. operate, and or they else they're going to die. Shoot like every show. A- at the very yeah. least, they put a camera in the sound booth so that like the director can like have it to reference. You know, like well, and there's art, and most of them get archival footage for whatever. Right. So, so like there is. There are versions of them, and it's ridiculous that they there aren't like readily, easily available yeah. filmed versions of every and, musical. And didn't Broadway kind of collectively make it not like a streamer necessarily, but sort of like a website where that like Jane Krakowski show was, and that's essentially yeah. all they ever fucking put on there. <laughs> I think so. It's 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 messed up. But anyway, not to not to get derailed <laughs> on a different topic right yeah, before yeah, yeah. we wrap up. But uh, it's going to be kind of low. It's going to be kind of low. I feel like I can give it a couple points for the love triangle and the yeah, the sort of, of dark characters. Good and evil, sort mm-hmm. of. <laughs> well, I think I'm thinking my unit of measure. I'm going to go fringe. <laughs> that crossed my mind. I a little do, story um, with the fringe baby. Like pie hampers. <laughs> Which in this show, yeah. you know, they they still again they use the text, but they uh, they're holding like igloo coolers when they oh, say like cool, my cool. hamper, my hamper. Uh, That's so funny. I'm gonna say like uh, it's gonna be a little higher than the classic two. I'm gonna uh, go three. Yeah, that is exactly where my brain was. Three, three different fries, each concealed in a hamper. <laughs> and mine is three fringe, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> Three friends. <laughs> well, that's a really decked out rig. That Surrey's got fringe on top, fringe on bottom, yeah. and fringe on the horses. <laughs> it's got three fringe. The fringe have and and the horses have bangs. It's the British fringe. <laughs> yeah, they're British horses. <laughs> yeah, they're British. That's what we mean. Uh-huh. Um, well, it's getting late for us, folks. Yeah. We're we're old men, so we're gonna wrap up. Uh, do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at Has Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at a good podcast at gmail dot com. And any, Sandra, any matches that we haven't checked out? Sandra, read your unmessages before it's gone. And, They're waiting to hear back. And, uh, if you want more of this nonsense every week, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash how Star Wars is it? And uh, there's a bonus episode every week and a movie commentary every month. And we are in our last couple of uh, months of Star Wars movies before we have to start doing new movies. And I suppose maybe we'll do once. <laughs> yeah, uh, why not? But I mean, you know, sandwiches to Star Wars. Uh, sandwiches I'm thinking to Star maybe Wars. it's time for Tubby Bye Bye. <laughs> yeah, sandwiches to Star Wars, it definitely is. So, like we always say, we, we love, love you. you. And, and may, may the, the fourth, fourth be with you. Bye bye.
Doi, oi, 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 oi. 9.15 on a Monday. 